My name is Erin Bross, and this is The Dirt, Confessions of a Tree Planter. Art for this podcast comes from another tree planter, Bethany Davis, as part of her illustration series, Follow the Trees. This is a podcast about tree planting as a reforestation practice in the silviculture industry. Tree planters are a collective of people who spend much of their lives replenishing a logged area with new forest. However, tree planting is so much more than the physical act of planting thousands of seedlings in the ground day after day as a job. It is about the connections, experiences, bonds, and memories that last a lifetime. The dirt is a place to shed light on the culture that is mostly contained within those who have stuck a shovel in the ground. It is meant to dive deep into all things tree planting as a place for those to reminisce, relate, or to learn. So wherever you're coming from, as any tree planter would say, may the planting gods be with you. Hey folks, so I just wanted to make this episode for you guys today as I've been hearing some concerns online and also just the discussion around the creation of COVID-19 compliant policies for this season, Um, you know, mostly talking about interior BC and also in other provinces for just how things are going to look, but also in terms of us having to be isolated in camp and what that's going to look like. So I've received, um, or I shouldn't say I've received, I've, I've seen some threads and some posts from people specifically talking about you know, how everyone's going to stay, um, you know, mentally well and stay occupied with things to do on the day off and yeah, just be able to survive off of the grid basically. Um, because most of the time, yes, is very common for tree planting camps to be out of service and off the grid, but usually we are going into town every few days on our days off, and that's when we're able to reconnect with our other friends and family and, yeah, just see some of the outside world. And this year, we will likely not be able to do that. And if we are able to do that, it will be far less frequent than it has been before. So as someone who worked as a geologist for seven years and you know for being the age that I am I have spent a very 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 large amount of time off the grid and I have spent time off the grid for up to almost eight weeks at a time before so and this has often been as well not even in a large tree planting camp where I have you know all these other people I can talk to I've I've done two months of being off the grid with one other person and we were only seeing one, uh, one other person in addition to that, who was our helicopter pilot every seven to 10 days. So yeah, so I've done a lot of time off the grid. Um, so I think I can speak a lot to what it's like to be in isolation and yeah, things that can help you stay connected. So there's a lot of tools that I have in my little toolbox I've used over the years to help me cope and deal with being off the grid because it really does put most of your life on pause when when that happens. So there's been certain things that I've used that have really helped me and uh, yeah, so I kind of compiled a list in absolutely no particular order here. So hopefully this stuff can help you guys. And I will put links to a lot of this in the show notes as well. 
So the first thing that comes to mind, and as soon as I heard about this happening, I 100% am going to bring mine and activate it, is an inReach device. So for any of you who don't know what an inReach device is, um, it's essentially a an emergency beacon. However, it has the option of sending and receiving text messages. So similar to a spot, which I believe spot also now has a version um, somewhat similar, but it's still not to the same capabilities as, as inReach. And so, yeah, so you can buy an inReach device. They're anywhere from three to $500. So it's a little pricey. Um, and that's just for the device itself because then you have to put a subscription service on it. So it's like similar to a cell phone plan almost. And there's different tiers of plans. So there's some that you can have, you know, only so many uh, text messages uh, receiving um, or sending, sorry. You can have unlimited messages received, but you can only send out so many. And then there's also other features on the inReach devices. So there's one that is just sort of the standard inReach, and then there's one with a built-in GPS as well. Um, and yeah, there's a couple different types of models now. I have one of the first ones that they came out with. So mine's a little bit bigger, a little bit bulkier. I know there's a new one now that's quite small, um, but it all essentially works the same because you can either, like with the one I have, you can... You can do everything on the device itself, but it's like T9 basically. However, InReach also has an app now. And so you can actually Bluetooth the InReach device to your phone. And it's almost like you're texting on your phone, except you're using satellites. So this can be done anywhere in the world. Um, I've used my InReach all over Northern Canada and within the Arctic Circle. And I've been in some of the worst storms in my entire life, high up in the mountains and the inReach can still send and receive messages. So it's on the Iridium network, which is the same network that satellite phones operate on. And I can tell you that it is insanely reliable and it is a way for you to stay connected with the outside world. Um, yeah, I started using it, uh, back in 2016, I got one and then I tried it out for a month in the field, um, up in the mountains in Southeastern Yukon. And yeah, I was shocked at how well it worked compared to the spot device that I had that I often used for ski touring. So yeah, nowadays I always have my inReach with me anytime I'm going in the backcountry. So of course there is, um, a button on the device that you can lock. And so that button is only pressed when you are in need of emergency rescue, which is not going to be the case for any of us in tree planting camps. But there is the added bonus of you being able to send and receive messages to anyone on your contact list. So if you've got a Bluetooth with your phone, you can text any one of your contacts through this app. And so essentially they'll get a message from a really weird looking number. But as long as you let them know, hey, I'll, I'm going to text you from my inReach device, then yeah, you can basically have a conversation back and forth. And you can also send messages directly to emails as well as to phone numbers. And they can send ones back to you. So to purchase an inReach device, um, you know, just look for them online. I'll try and uh, put up a couple links, and yeah, they're phenomenal. They're like waterproof, dirtproof, everything. Obviously, don't go like, you know, leaving it in a pool of water or like throwing it, you know, large distances or whatever. But uh, but yeah, they're pretty hardy and. As long as you, you know, prop it somewhere outside or even like against a window, 
um, it'll work. So that's definitely something right away that I would recommend to people. Um, if you don't have one already, you know, this is early April, so you would still have time to get one, put a plan on it and activate it before you would have to be showing up, presuming that everyone will still be starting on May 1st. So yeah, that would be the first thing. So look into that. Uh, the next thing I would say is a cell phone booster. So for a lot of us, we may be just out of service or have like a little bit of spotty service. And so a cell phone booster can be another great option. You can find those on Amazon or, you know, maybe even ask other other friends of yours, other forestry professionals, if you know someone that maybe has one. Um, I know my dad has used them for a long, long time. So, And I, I was already considering getting one even before all of this happened just because, yeah, I've spent so much of my life off the grid that uh, I don't really like to anymore unless I absolutely have to. Another thing that's a little bit less related to uh, staying connected, but certainly t dealing with isolation because I know now all of our laundry issues are still getting worked out and how that is going to work. But something that I have brought with me always, uh, tree planting, and this was recommended to me by my mom my very first year, was uh, sunlight bar soap. So you can't usually find this in a grocery store. You usually have to go to a hardware store and ask them for sunlight bar soap. But uh, it's one of the only soaps that really gets all the dirt out um, of your skin and, you know, under your nails and everywhere else. But the benefit of it is you can also wash your clothes with it. So, yeah, if you're having to wash your own clothes or if you want to be, you know, maybe every couple days in camp just in a little bin or whatever. Um, yeah, it'll clean your clothes really well because it's it's basically detergent like it's sunlight. So, so I would recommend getting one of those. Um, and yes, yeah, some, so, so some other things I'm going to share are things that have also just helped me, um, when I've been off the grid and things I've maybe brought with me, um, in certain situations. So another thing I would suggest is bringing a hard drive of movies. I know a lot of planters tend to do this already. Um, but yeah, I mean, if everyone on your crew, cause it sounds like we'll mostly be hanging out only with our own crews, even within a camp. Um, yeah, if everyone brought a hard drive of movies and then an extra USB to, to transfer them, cause that's stuff that you can easily wipe down and sanitize, then, you know, lots of viewing material and music and all that kind of stuff that you can share in your time in isolation together. Um, and with that being said, of course, lots of books, um, you know, we have the beauty of like e-readers e and Kindles now. So, I mean, just load it up. Um, and there's lots of, yeah, resources where you can find like PDFs of books online now for free and stuff like that. Um, I also just want to mention, I saw somebody making a Cards Against Humanity planting version and it looks fantastic and I wish that they could just sell it right now so we could all like buy one and every camp would have one, which is probably not going to be the case, but whoever's making that, um, keep doing it. <laughs> um, and just on the mental health note, because I think this is something that is incredibly, incredibly important and is incredibly important as well for anyone who hasn't really dealt with being off the grid or being in isolation because um, it can be a really tough thing. Uh, I just want to recommend um, 
one sort of resource in particular that is completely free, completely accessible, um, is the holistic psychologist. So, and that's on Instagram. Um, she has a ton of free resources. She has a ton of YouTube videos. So you can, you know, cause there's a link where you can like download a YouTube video into like an MP3 or an MP4, like video ones and stuff, you know, they have all the ways of doing everything nowadays. So you could like pre-download those and put those on your computer or iPad or whatever and bring that stuff into camp with you. But she also has a resource that she'll just email you for free when you sign up for her email list. And it's called the Future Self Journal. And it's like this really simple exercise that can just help you work on like triggers or stuff you're going through at the time. And it's so simple, but it's so effective. I've used it myself and... Yeah, it's it's incredible. So check out the holistic psychologist and and get some of her resources before you go into camp, especially if you know that you're someone that might struggle with this or yeah, or you know, maybe these are just like parts of your um routines anyways for going tree planting whether we're isolated or not. Another thing I really want to stress is Do not be afraid to reach out if you are struggling with the isolation and with the conditions of being in camp all the time. Um, You know, every company should have a sat phone with them or means to get service. Um, You know, for any seasoned planter out there, you know that the supervisor is always driving around trying to find service to make the calls that he or she needs to be making for the contracts and, you know, for everything to be running smoothly, basically. So, you know, if it comes down to you just really needing a phone call, um, you know, just say something to your foreman or your supervisor or just someone in your camp and just let them know. Um, I know that for me, um, that summer in the Yukon, before I had the inReach device, I was really, really struggling. Um, it was a difficult work dynamic and I was also still recovering from a broken leg so physically I was actually just in a lot of pain rebuilding muscle very quickly and it was a really really hard month for me because I was just you know I had I had nobody else to talk to except for the one other person I was working with and uh, I finally just broke down at one point and you know was given a bit of a hard time for it but asked to use the sat phone to make a quick phone call to my parents because I just, I just needed to let it out that, you know, to somebody else, like all the stuff I was going through and, um, yeah, you know, it was only like a three minute phone call, but you know, something is often better than nothing. So don't be afraid to, to really voice if you're not feeling okay, if you're struggling with it, you know, you don't have to be, um, like a hero or something like that, which you wouldn't even really be, you know, to just like bury it and not say anything and think it's going to get better. Isolation is really hard. And I can say that because I've done a lot of years of it and it doesn't really get easier. Like you just, you just develop tools, but you can still have hard days and that's totally okay. So so just don't be afraid to admit that to yourself and to other people so that, you know, they can help you to get whatever it is that you need to 
to feel better. Um, of course, bring a journal. A journal is a great thing for writing stuff out. A lot of the exercises that the holistic psychologist has are for journaling. Another thing would be to bring an instrument. So one of my favorite places and where I've really honed my guitar and my singing skills have honestly been in a tent. And that's been either tree planting or doing geology work. So I actually play more music when I'm out in the field, you know, living in a tent than I do often in my home. So yeah, there's also like little keyboards that you can plug into iPads um, because I had one of those for a while, like teaching myself piano. So bring, you know, little ukuleles, harmonicas. I have a little travel size guitar. You know, you can find that stuff on Amazon if you don't want to go to a music store, like all of that stuff. If, if you've wanted to learn an instrument, like now is your time. So bring any of that kind of stuff that you think is going to help keep you sane in your tent. Because I know that I've had to spend in some really bad storms in the mountains, you know, days on end in my tent because there was nowhere else to go. And so when it's like nuking rain and or snow outside, I just have to hang in my tent all day. And you can get bored of sleeping, surprisingly enough. Um, When you've slept and slept and slept for most of like 72 hours, you start to get bored of it. And being able to play an instrument really, really helps with that. So definitely bring an instrument if you can. Also on the podcast front, uh, I'm not sure what the other measures are going to be for other companies, but I know I've received a little bit of information from my own company. So of course, we're all likely going to be in isolation for at least a good chunk of time. So I am considering releasing a giant batch of episodes for the podcast at the beginning of May instead of doing them every few weeks like I was planning on doing just because pretty much all of us are not going to have access to the internet or maybe we will, but I can almost guarantee you that it will not be reliable internet where you'd be able to download stuff and stream stuff. So yeah, let me know what you guys think about that. Maybe I'll uh, put that out there a little bit and see what the response is, but yeah, then at least you guys could, you know, pre-download a bunch of episodes from the podcast to listen to. So that could be good. Um, And on that front, yeah, I mean, download as many podcasts as you can. Um, That's, yeah, I've become like a huge podcast fan and it's honestly kind of mostly been through tree planting and listening to them in the trucks. Another thing I will say, and this is always important when you go tree planting, but I think it is even more important this year because you are going to be spending your days off in camp is that you have good gear, that you have good camping gear, especially. Or if you've got, you know, if you're in your vehicle or in a trailer or whatever, like just make sure that the stuff you have is good and it's comfortable. Because if you're going to have to be hanging out in your tent on your day off, so that's like a whole day of mostly being in your tent, you are not going to want to have, you know, skimped on your thermarest or your sleeping bag. So in all honesty, I would recommend a minus 18 sleeping bag 
because it is cold at the beginning of May. And yes, it can get very hot in the summertime and then you're sleeping, you know, kind of on top of your sleeping bag or maybe having it just draped over you. But for those really cold nights, it is so much better to just have a warmer bag. It's always better to have a warmer bag than a bag that is not quite warm enough, but is maybe better for the summertime. Or heck, if you want to bring two bags, bring a summer bag and bring a winter bag. And another thing is your thermarest. Make sure it is a thick thermarest, at least like a couple inches off the ground. Um, yeah, the thermarest that I have is, it's the thermarest brand, and I'm trying to remember the make of it right now, which I can't for some reason, but they sell it at Mech, and yeah, it's at least like two inches thick when you blow it up, so, because the higher you are off the ground, the warmer you're going to be and therefore the more comfortable you're going to be. And, you know, maybe even this is the year that you're getting a bit of a wider thermarest because, yeah, when you're just hanging out in your tent on the days off, it's going to be a little bit more comfortable than if you were to have to, like, you know, confine yourself to your small thermarest. Um, yeah, so that stuff is super, super, super important this year. And just anything that is going to make you extra comfortable, like really don't skimp this year. I know a lot of the times, and myself included, it's always bringing the least amount of gear possible so you don't have to like cart stuff around, but not this year because trust me, you will regret it if you don't bring enough or if you're debating on bringing something and you're kind of like, oh no, I don't really need it. You will need it guaranteed. So I can't tell you how many times that I've been in the middle of nowhere wishing I had brought that one thing, even though I didn't, just to save a little bit of space. So, and with that being said, bring an extra pair of everything in terms of like your planting gear. Now, in terms of your bags and everything, like a lot of the time, if something goes wrong with them, you know, your company will have extras, but Honestly, after over a decade in this industry, I basically have a second set of everything. So I have two shovels. I have two sets of planting bags. I have enough Sylvies for all of my bags. I have both buckles on the planting bags plus an extra buckle. I cannot stress how important it is to have an extra buckle for your planting bags. If you're going to get an extra of anything, get an extra buckle because when your buckle breaks, you're pretty fucked. Um, you can get extra buckles on the IRL website at surplus Herbie's at Ono's on the Island on Vancouver Island. And also at, uh, Deacon, Deacon Outfitters based out of Vancouver. And those you can order online or even just go to like I don't know, Walmart or Canadian Tire, anything and like look for buckles. Cause I mean, there's a lot of planters out there that use different styles of buckles as well that are potentially a little bit better and less flimsy cause they're not plastic. So, you know, like airplane buckles and that kind of stuff, um, or other types of belt buckles. So just make sure you have some buckles because yeah, when that breaks, like I actually just broke my buckle the other day. It was really stupid. I was just pulling my bags out of the truck and it broke, which sucked because it was one of the good buckles, the auto locking ones. Um, but yeah, I had an extra, so I just changed it out, but I am making sure that I replace it before I go to the interior. So yeah, I, I 
cannot stress that. And an extra pair of boots. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely extra pair of boots. Because if your boots start falling apart, what are you going to do? You can't just go into town on day off and buy a new pair. And honestly, it's pretty hard for you to get somebody else to buy you a pair of boots unless they're the exact same boots you had because often you need to try them on and make sure they fit right because if you have boots that don't fit right in your tree planting, your life basically becomes a living hell and you're probably going to lose money because of it because you're not able to be as efficient as you could be when you're wearing boots that are too big or too small. And it'll just cause a lot of problems in the long run. So extra boots extra buckle. Well, that's pretty much everything I had on my list. Uh, yeah. So if you guys can think of any other things, you know, I can add them into the show notes, perhaps things that I've totally forgotten somehow, but I would say these are some of the most important and they have been for me over the years. So I hope this reaches all of you guys where you are, safe and healthy and preparing for your seasons. Hopefully some of you have started to receive notices from your respective companies. And if not, do tune into the COVID-19 updates that I've been doing here on the podcast, which will hopefully be giving a little bit of clarity right now. Um, We're about a month away from the season start. So fingers crossed that everything pans out okay. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So thanks for listening, folks, and stay tuned for more updates.